Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Anchor Church podcast. It is our desire at the Anchor to provide a place for you to know God, find freedom, discover your God-given purpose, and ultimately make a difference in the world around you. Each week, the Anchor podcast features Sunday sermons. You can follow along in this podcast episode and read the sermon notes on our website by visiting theanchor.me. Now, let's get into the Word. Good morning, everyone. We're so thankful that you've decided to be with us again today for another Anchor at Home. Today, I want to take a few minutes to share with you about being the standard. Now, what do I mean by that? I think we can all agree this morning that our nation and even our personal lives have been hit in what would seem from about every angle imaginable over the past few months. While I realize that these hits haven't affected every person or even every family in the exact same way, there's no doubt that there are many people around us who are tired, weary, and weighed down because they are personally carrying in their hearts what the Bible calls a burden. Some of the burdens people are carrying at the moment come from a lack of finances of, uh, you know, because of a shortage of work. Some of the burdens come from being overworked, so people are just wore out. Some of the burdens come from an unresolved conflict or an offense between a friend or a family member. And then there's those that are just being constantly challenged on racial and political issues, either from their kids or from a friend or even just society in general. And then there's those that are dealing with a health issue or even death of a loved one. And then there's some people who are carrying burdens because they just have this uncertainty of the future. And lastly, there's people who are just emotionally drained. And I think this is where most people are at. They're just emotionally drained from the past three months of all the fear, all the division and all the constant change. You know, if we, when we look at that, we can even say that there's people out there that are carrying a combination of those things. Really, the list of potential burdens in this time can be pretty endless. But the main thing I want you to grab up top here is simply this, that in spite of the details surrounding an individual's burdens, it would appear that many of us, many good-hearted believers are struggling greatly right now to do what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Now, remember, this is the portion of Scripture where Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens. Now, remember what he attached to that. He said, And I will give you rest. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that people aren't praying, but I am saying this, that it's obvious that, that there's many that have not uh, you know, succeeded in exchanging their burden with a trust-filled rest that Jesus desires to give. This is evident because there's loads of people right now who have a lack of peace. Once again, they are feeling weighed down, and it's proof that, guess what, that that exchange hasn't happened. So because of this, because that people haven't truly cast their cares fully upon him, it's really opened up the door for our adversary, the devil, to begin to, you know, stalk us like a roaring lion, which would ultimately lead to him seeking whom he may devour. Therefore, if we are aware of it or not, there are those around us who aren't you know, just simply weighed down by the cares of this life, but they are actually in a knockdown, drag out spiritual fight right now with the enemy of our souls, where he is absolutely doing his best to devour their peace. He's trying to devour their joy. He's trying to devour their courage. And most importantly, he is trying to devour their God-given purpose. You know, in my heart today, I just know that there are some that are discouraged and drained uh, right now to the point that they are literally in danger of aborting God's plan, aborting God's will for their lives in this season. 
So the question I have today isn't, are people carrying burdens or not? I think that's a given. But the question I have is simply this, is how are we going to respond to it? Will we say the easy thing that, you know, we hear so often that simply says, oh, bless their heart. We feel so sorry for them and their families. And we just kind of walk away and act as if nothing's happening. Like we have no clue that we're oblivious to what's really going on in someone's life. Or will we actually do what the word says? Listen to what Isaiah the prophet told us to do in Isaiah 59 verse 19. He said this, he said, when the enemy comes in like a flood, I believe we can all agree that that's happening right now in our nation and in a lot of people's lives that we know. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, what do we need to do? It says this, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. So what is the standard that the Holy Spirit is trying to lift up right now in our nation? You see, the standard is those of us who are filled with the irresistible power of our God. And it's us who are willing to stand firmly in the gap to do what? To fight the enemy on the behalf of our brothers and sisters until, that's the key word, until they receive their victory. You see, as the standard, we have an opportunity. Maybe better yet, a better word is we have the responsibility to do two things. The first thing is simply this, is that we have a responsibility to pray and to believe God for miracles. I don't know about you right now, but I believe that our nation needs to see the miraculous power of God. The second thing I believe we have a responsibility to do is this, is that we have a responsibility to demonstrate and to live out biblical community. Let's take a quick look at how the Apostle Paul uh, said this in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. This is the Message Bible. He simply said this, that we need to stoop down and reach out to those who are oppressed. And then he said, share, get that, share their burdens and so complete Christ's law. Another translation puts it this way. It says to bear or to carry one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. The first thing I want us to notice here is this, is that when Paul chose the Greek word for burden in verse two, he chose the word that refers to a person being under a load that is so heavy that it causes a person to feel like he or she is being weighed down or crushed by what is going on in their lives. Before we go any further, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in a place where you were so burdened that you were so weighed down by the cares of this world that you literally thought, man, if something doesn't change soon, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Like I feel like internally, like I'm going to collapse, like I'm going to just crack under the weight of this pressure. The, the truth is, is I think most of us have been there at some point or another. And if we actually back up and we get honest with ourselves for a second, I think we would find ourselves either a really grateful that we didn't have to walk through that season alone, or we would find ourselves really in a, in a spot where we're, we're like, man, why didn't anybody walk through that season with me? That was so dark and I was so alone. So in essence, when you take, yes, our personal experience, but when you begin to look at what Paul is really saying here, here's the point that I think he's trying to get to. I think he's saying that we need to begin to recognize how many people come through the doors of our life on a daily basis that have the weight of the world on their shoulders. The simple truth is this, is they may or they may not tell us what's going on. They may say, yes, I'm feeling pain. Yes, I'm feeling fear. Yes, I'm feeling anxiety. Yes, I'm struggling internally. Or they may not. 
you know, the truth is, is some of those people will be older. Some of them will be younger. Some of them will seem like they have it all together and others will seem like they are broken to pieces. Some will even have, you know, many, many years, you know, in their journey with God. And some of them will feel like, man, they're just kind of getting started and they're trying to figure it out. Whatever the case may be, I think Paul is saying this, is that we need to notice them. We need to see them. We need to have a heart that cares for them. We need to encourage them, pray for them, serve them. We need to get involved in their lives. In other words, we need to be the standard. A perfect example of what this looks like is found in Exodus chapter 17, verses 8 through 13. Read this with me if you can. It says, while the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. And this says in verse 9, Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. It says, Meanwhile, Moses heard and heard that they climbed to the top of a nearby hill. And as long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hands, in other words, when the cares of this world got too heavy for him, the Amalekites, the enemy, gained the advantage. And then it says in verse 12 that Moses' arms soon became so tired he could no longer hold them up. Man, get that, that the length of the battle caused the weight to overcome him, that it literally pushed him to the point of his limits where he actually uh, began to physically feel crushed under the pressure. And then it says, so Aaron and Hur found a stone. This is so key. They found a stone for him to sit on. I want to pause there for a minute. If we realize it or not, this is where the ministry must begin in the community of believers. Notice that they began with a stone, that they began with a rock as their foundation. Remember what the Bible says. It says that Jesus is the cornerstone and the capstone of our faith, that He is the rock of our salvation, that He is the rock that we build our lives on, that He is the Word of God. And I want you to know today that He is the one who will remain steadfast, constant, unchanging, immovable, even in the storms of life, even in a time like this. Therefore, the point I'm trying to make here is this is where all body ministry must begin. It must begin with Jesus. Now, watch what happens. It says, then after the rock was firmly in place, they stood on each side of Moses. Now, it's key that we understand that, that as them standing on each side of Moses, it didn't take anything away from the rock. Rather, they actually partner with the rock or the foundation that he was sitting on. And it says that they began to hold up his hands. So his hands held steady, steadfast until sunset. And it says, as a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. Notice because they were willing to put Moses' needs first by helping him carry the burden, they all won the victory. The last thing I want to point out just from this portion of Scripture is this, is notice that Aaron and Hur didn't hold up Moses' arms for a brief moment. They didn't run over there and hold it up when it was convenient. No, rather they, they actually supported and served him and held his arms until the fight was over, until the burden was lifted. 
Now, I believe it's imperative at this time that we're in as a church that we begin to ask the Holy Spirit to help us do a few things. I think we need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us to see what He sees concerning other people's lives. That literally that He would allow us to see through His eyes, you know, with the people that we come in contact with every day. I also think we need to begin to ask the Holy Spirit to help us to be full of compassion and full of concern for one another. And this allows us to do the next thing, which is to allow the Holy Spirit to help us to have a other's first mentality. That's exactly what uh, what Aaron and her had. They had a other's first mentality. This is where they put their lives and where we put our lives maybe on hold for a second where we don't make it all about our needs and our preferences and our wants, but we actually begin to consider the interest of others. And lastly, I just think this, that we, it's really important that we begin to ask the Holy Spirit to help us to have a willingness to go beyond surface level in our relationships. In fact, true ministry can only happen in the context of authentic and vulnerable relationships. All right, I want to shift gears here just for a bit. Because I believe if we're going to do what God is asking us to do, then there's a few key things that need to be in place. Now, hear what I'm about to say in love, please. But for over the past 20 years, it has been my observation that there are some believers who are great at uh, giving, but they stink at receiving. And then on the other hand, there are uh, loads of believers who are great at receiving, but they stink at giving. Now, without a doubt, both are equally wrong and both are equally unhealthy. So it's my hope that we as a church, that we would find balance in this area. Now, let me explain what I mean by those two groups there. When I say that some of us are great at giving, but we stink at receiving, here's what I mean. I'm talking about those who always have an answer for everybody's problems. That not only do they have all the answers, but they are willing and eager to share their solutions and their revelations at the drop of a hat. Like I said, they are great at giving. But when it comes to them carrying a burden personally, they keep it a secret. They try to fight alone. They try to act like there's some super spiritual giant that doesn't need anyone else. They have it all, you know, uh, on their own. They can do it all themselves. And the, the sad part about this is this, is that uh, these kind of people that are great at giving but really struggle with receiving, they're so afraid that if they let someone know what's going on really on the inside, that, that they're going to think less of them, that they're going to think that they're not spiritually mature as that individual wants to be seen. And all I'm really saying today is if you're that kind of person that's great at giving, but you stink at receiving, please, please, if you are willing, consider this, if you are willing to help people carry their own burdens, then just maybe you should be willing to receive help in carrying your own. Why? Because that's how the kingdom of God works. Now, trust me, I fully understand that it can be difficult to open up your heart and reveal what's going on. But I assure you in the long run, if you keep everyone else at some safe distance, if you, uh, you know, keep stuffing things for whatever reason, the weight of everything you are trying to carry will take an unhealthy toll on your life. And I can tell you from experience that it will lead to depression and it will lead to unhealthy relationships. And the reason is simple. It's because God did not wire us to do life alone. And when I say that some of us are great at receiving, but we stink at giving, I'm saying that there are those who constantly shy away from their spiritual responsibility by standing and fighting for themselves because 
The truth is, guys, is this, and we all know this, that it's easier to ask people to pray for us than it is to pray for ourselves. That, that literally it's easier to walk into church, walk around town or walk in our own home and begin to, uh, you know, unload our burdens on everyone and yet fail to actually take those burdens to the Lord. You see, if we remain in this spot, these things will make us great at receiving, but stinky at giving because we have nothing to give. That literally, if we never do business with the Lord, if we never come and, and learn how to exchange burdens with the Lord, then we will end up lacking spiritual depth. So if we stay in that spot year after year, we will remain in an immature and we will remain in an ineffective posture in the kingdom of God. And I want you to know today, that's not what God wants for your life. In fact, listen to how the Apostle Paul put it in Galatians chapter 6, verse 5. He said, For every man shall bear his own burden. Now, is God contradicting himself from what he said three verses earlier in verse 2? Absolutely not. I believe he is showing us the balanced middle. Here's why I say this, because the Greek word for burden that Paul chose to use in Galatians chapter uh, 6, verse 5 is completely different than the one he chose to use in verse 2. So he's no longer using what he used in verse 2, which uh, spoke about a crushing weight. Rather, he actually chose a military term that was used to indicate the amount of weight that every soldier, get that, every soldier, all of us as believers are in the army of God. And it says the amount of weight that every soldier was expected to carry in his or her bag, kit, or backpack. In fact, it was used to denote the normal individual responsibility Guys, get that. This isn't something that, uh, you know, is only for a select few. It is the normal individual's responsibility that every person must carry for himself. To put it plainly, guys, there's just some things in our lives that we uh, have to do ourselves. We can't depend on others. If it's going to get done, we are going to have to be the ones that goes and does business with God. So in closing, I want to remind all of us this morning that God has given each one of us the same covenantal rights, that He's given each one of us the same spiritual authority, that He's given all of us the same spiritual armor. He's even given us all a seat at the same table. And because we have all of that, that means that each one of us have the grace and have the ability from Him to be the standard of what's happening right now in our world and in the lives of those we love. So I simply want to encourage you today as we end just to be sensitive to the needs of the people that we're around. That we literally when we go to work, when we go to church, when we're walking around town, even in our own homes, guys, if we can be sensitive and ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, will you show me what you see? Will you show me and allow me to see people who are carrying burdens that are just too much for them? And then when the God begins to allow us to discern those things, guess what, guys? We need the courage to go to them and simply say this. Hey, man, what's going on in your life? Is, is there anything I can help you with? How would you like for me to pray? And the reason that's important is because of this. It's because God has also given every single one of us uh, a mouth, guess what, to, to declare His Word over our lives and the lives of those we love. So lastly, let's remember, He has given all of us a mouth to declare His Word, not only over our own lives, but also over the lives of others. So let's use those privileges today as we meet in the balanced middle where we actually begin to carry each other's burdens. 
Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for your word that's alive and it's powerful. And Lord, that is so relevant to our lives right now. God, I'm simply asking for every person that's watching today, God, that we would have the courage to be the standard, that we would have the courage to come alongside of our brothers and sisters who are weighed down by the burdens of this life, God. And we would, like uh, Aaron and her, that we would come up underneath their arms, God, and we would help them carry the load. And God, I'm also asking for my brothers and sisters, God, that really struggle, uh, God, not with giving, but they struggle with receiving. God, I'm asking that you would help them to have the courage to receive help from others. Father, we thank you for doing only what you can do today. We love you and bless you. We thank you for moving in our nation as only you can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us again for another Anchor at Home. God bless you guys. Hope to see you soon. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for encouragement in your walk with God and to receive updates on events happening at The Anchor. Have a great week and God bless.